This morning, I'd like to speak on some of the health, life, and encouragement that I found in the first chapter of Luke. We've been studying Hebrews 11, that hall of fame of faith, and hasn't it been a feast? I don't know about you, but wow. These, I trust that you've been inspired as I have been inspired. I remember especially Stuart Patrick's uh, concluding message, Jesus is better. Can I have an amen? Jesus is better, better than empty religion, powerless philosophy, better than darkness and, ho- and hopeless bondage to our habits, better, better, better. And I was absolutely uh, transported by Luke Sheldrake's message as well. And he talked about the, uh, the power of the name of Jesus, the power of salvation that is available to us. You know that in Matthew, that was the, one of the things that the angel told um, Joseph, called his name Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. And not just forgive them of their sins, but to save them. I got this visual image forever stuck in my mind from Schindler's list of a, of a, of a whole bunch of kids hiding from the Nazis in the, in the latrine, in, in the cesspit of the latrine. And we can all forgive them for being there, but who of us would rescue them and pull them out of that and bring them to cleanliness and wholeness and, and, and life again? Amen. That's what Jesus, when he says, save us from his sins, we doesn't, he doesn't just forgive us in them. That's the start. But he pulls us from them, gives us the power to walk free of them and clean them on an ongoing basis. That's just awesome. I'm going to get excited this morning. I hope that you can get excited with me. Because we haven't, we've concluded that study of faith for the moment, but it's not just faith in faith, but faith in the name of Jesus. And we're not going to, even though we've concluded the study, we're not going to conclude walking in faith. This morning in the first chapter of Luke, we find some of the clearest statements of the significance of Jesus' coming. Here we find references to the cataclysmic consequences, the step change that would accompany his coming. I'm going to focus on Mary and Zacharias' song, songs, but I want to be, you to be aware of the context, um, so I will attempt to uh, summarize the rest of the chapter as I go. And just as a side note, I love that Elizabeth and Zachariah are too old but God uses them anyway. I got bummed out a while back. I, I read that scripture where Jesus says, I don't need old wineskins, I need new wineskins. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, but I'm old. What about me? In fact, I we went to that uh, songwriting contest and I said, what about the old wineskin, Lord? That was the song I wrote. Oh, it was a sad one. And I was feeling all sorry for myself. But I can see now in this story illustrates that God will use anyone that makes themselves available. 
Amen, Bay. Hallelujah for being vertical this morning. Being an old wineskin is more about telling your hopes, about letting your hopes wither and calcify than it is about your age. God is in the business of life, resurrection life if he, ha- if he has to. It's not about having a finely tuned body. It's nice if you got one, as long as it doesn't keep you, um, as long as keeping it that way is not too much of a distraction. It's nice to have uh, a sharply tuned mind, but as long as your head doesn't get too big. But this morning is about keeping filled with the Holy Spirit. All these folks in Luke chapter 1 do what um, do and, and are enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, yes, be aware that there's a whole lot of Holy Spirit going on in this chapter. I know these events were more than 30 years before the Spirit was poured out in the upper room, and don't go all dispensational on me, but God does what He wants to do when He wants to do it. Amen? The first one I want to point out is uh, verse 15 and uh, for John. Uh, he says that He would be filled with the Holy Spirit even before He was born. How did that happen? Verse 35, the angel answers, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Elizabeth, in, in verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. More about that later. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Zechariah, uh, verse 67, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. We don't have to do it on our own. In fact, we can't do it on our own. But by the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling, flowing through us, incredible, awesome things can be and must be accomplished. So I don't have time to read the whole chapter. Just let me give you a Ken York prayer phrase. Luke tells of a dear old couple, Zachariah and Elizabeth, They never had any kids, and they were well past that age. But the angel Gabriel goes to visit the old fellow while he's still at work. And he tells him, congratulations, it's a boy. Then he goes on to say, call him John. He will lead the greatest move of God since Elijah. And Zach's all, no way, I'm too old and crusty, and have you seen my wife? Gabriel said, son, you don't know who you're talking to. I stand in the presence of God. Most people just flop face down when they get into his presence, but I stand. Do you know why? Because he has given me the power to stand, the authority to stand in his presence. And I'm telling you God's good news, and you're giving me attitude. You better not say another word. Zip it. Sure enough, Elizabeth gets pregnant, and Zechariah doesn't say another mumbling word. Six months later, the angel Gabriel goes to Mary, a young bride-to-be, and tells her, Congratulations, it's a boy. 
Then he goes on to say, call him Jesus. He's the son of God, the king forever. And Mary's all, not so fast. I'm not even married yet. Gabriel treated Mary's question was a bit more gently than he did Zachariah's. The conception will be from the Holy Spirit. Remember, I told you it would be God's son. You remember your old cousin Elizabeth? Never had any kids? Well, she's six months along as we speak. When God speaks, it happens. They, when God speaks, it happens. And I'm hearing this. this that's what, you have, what have you heard from God? Again, we said it last week. I'm saying it again this week. Whatever you've heard from God, don't let it go. Don't let those dreams, those words die. Hold on to them. There will come a time when it comes to pass. It got real quiet for a while. Then quietly Mary said, let it be so. Nick minute, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And as soon as she gets there, the baby Jesus in Mary baptizes the baby John in Elizabeth. Even Elizabeth is filled and starts to get all Pentecostal 30 years before Acts chapter 2. That was what the leaping in, in, his, in her womb was about. And it's, wrap your head around that. The infant in Mary baptizing the infant in Elizabeth before they were uh, either one of them was born. That's awesome. Let's, say, let's savor Mary's response. And remember, you can't worship without the power of the Holy Spirit. These guys could get up and sing any song they wanted to, but except the Holy Spirit inhabits them and inhabits us, no worship really happens. But this is Mary's worship. She said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their throne and lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He's helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his servants, his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. That, that fulfillment of, of, of all those people in Hebrews chapter 11 that were looking forward to um, the, the salvation that the Lord would bring, this was the God remembered his promise that he'd made those people. He remembered that they lived in and they died in faith, looking for that hope to come. And today was the day when that hope was going to be fulfilled. And I've highlighted a few of these points here. It starts with mercy and it ends with mercy. 
It starts with mercy and it ends with mercy. But God's mercy is not going to be a benefit to everyone. There are some folks that are going to disqualify themselves from that mercy. Specifically, it mentions a couple. He scatters those who are proud. Oh, I'm not proud. Well, let's talk about pride. Pride comes in a whole bunch of um, forms. But think about anything that, that, that says that somehow you're exceptionally something. Are you, are you exceptionally bad so that God can't, God's forgiveness can't reach you? Are you exceptionally intelligent so you don't need a God? Are you exceptionally rich and powerful you don't need God's help every day of your life? There's all sorts of ways that pride shows up. If you're pride, those that are proud will be scattered. He brings down rulers from the throne. Oh, good. I'm not a king or queen. Are you? Who's in charge of your life? Who's on the throne of your life? Before God's grace and mercy can do you any good, you're going to have to get off of that throne and let our Heavenly Father, let let Jesus get you off of that throne Are you hungry? This is the promise that he fills the hungry. He sends rich people away empty. What can he do for them? But those that are hungry, he blesses. Those that are hungry, he fills. And this morning I'm hungry for the presence of Jesus. This morning I'm hungry to see his work at to see him at work in my life, setting me free, bringing me release and, and wholeness in every aspect of my life, and to see that release and wholeness and forgiveness um, and, and cleansing from sin flow through each one of us, and not just for us, but for all of our extended family, for this district. A while later, Mary goes back home, and it's time for John to make his appearance. When it was time to give him a name, everyone's all, call him Zach Jr. And then Mama speaks up in that tone that every wise person recognizes. His name is John. They made signs to Zechariah, which is hysterical, because Zechariah wasn't deaf. He was just mute. I love that when we when we get the disability wrong. You ever go to a restaurant with a, a friend in a wheelchair and they ask you what they want? Ask them. They know. And it's just these little little tidbits that tell me that this is a first hand account or a telling of a first-hand account. If I was just making up a story, I wouldn't 
put those little tidbits in there, but, but that's going, yeah, this sounds like the truth. This sounds like what really happens with real people. Any real people out there? <laughs> His name is John. And after he made that statement, at last he was free to speak and to praise. And then filled with the Holy Spirit, he prophesies about John and, and about Jesus and then about John. Let's listen to his words. This first section is about Jesus. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. For as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, this is a promise. This wasn't a surprise. This was a promise that's been on its way for hundreds of years. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. Again, this is just demonstrating that those who died in faith did not die in vain. An oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. What a promise. We have this, we have redeemed. Have you done something dumb? Have you sold yourself for not not a whole lot and you're a slave to a habit or to another person's obligation? Jesus has come and by his death he has redeemed us. He's bought us back from slavery, and raised up a horn of salvation. That, that, that term horn is, is a source of strength. This is the source of salvation for the house of David. Salvation from our enemies. In, in Matthew, we talk about being Jesus comes to save us from our sins. Here it speaks of how Jesus comes to save us from our enemies. to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear. To be, it's, you know, I don't know, is, is any of you your own best, worst enemy? We also have a chance to get broken, broken free from that as well. And, and for me, yeah, I, I see there are times when uh, there have been examples of in my own life and, and, and in the lives of others where enemies have actually taken advantage. Enemies have done damage. Enemies have actually killed God's children. But what are, what, where is that absolute release, that absolute freedom from our enemies? And for me, that is in forgiveness. I've had a few enemies quiet, mild-mannered that I am, I didn't acknowledge how angry I was until it started totally wrecking everything, until I realized, actually, I don't have this red-hot kind of over-the-top kind of anger. I have this cold rage that I just sort of say, well, it's just, you know, I just sort of ignore it. But that anger, that rage was there. 
And I, the only way I could be free of it was by forgiveness. As long as I held that rage, then I was tied to my enemy. I was bound by my enemy. They were what I thought about all the time until I was able to forgive them and set myself free. No, I didn't say say that what they did didn't matter. I'm not saying say that what they did wasn't um, uh, wasn't wrong. But what you're saying is that I'm going to leave that at Jesus' feet. It's up to him to bring justice on my behalf. And I'm going to get out of the, I'm going to step back and let him do that. Once I've done that, then I'm free just to be at ease. And then he had a prophecy for John. Verse 76, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. So I was all excited about Bay and his lights this morning. To shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. John's task was not to be the light, but to prepare the way for the light. His task was not to um, provide salvation, but to let people know that there was a source of salvation, that there was an opportunity for forgiveness of sins, and that, that Jesus, that God the Father, had tender mercy towards them. And so he, he, shone, he shone a light into their darkness. Even if they were enveloped by the shadow of death, he could do that and then guide them to a path of peace. This morning I'm going to challenge you. Uh, my, my challenge this morning, I want to to see yourself in John's role, and to um, yes, faith, thanks, and to to see your, your yourself in John's role. John's role is also part of yourself. To 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 um, recognize his mercy towards you to acknowledge that our pride hinders his mercy, to get ourselves off the throne of our life, to humbly acknowledge our need so that he can fill us. You know he wants to. He is merciful. He has come to rescue us from our enemies and enable us to serve him courageously. This Christmas season, we can prepare the way for him. Yes, even with that awkward relative, you can prepare the way for him. We can let others know that salvation and forgiveness is available. And for mercy's sake, we can shine in the darkness, even in the shadow of death. And we can walk, we can walk each day in those peaceful shoes called the gospel. 
I'm going to invite you this morning to come and and pray, and and I know I and the other can and others will be, love to have the opportunity to pray with you that whatever part of this process you're in, that you can take that next step into that path of peace this morning.